Hi, Christian Yordanov here. Today I want to talk to you about why I don't eat spinach and other leafy greens and things like that and um, why I think they're actually not healthy foods. And it seems like a lot of people still haven't gotten that memo that they're not healthy foods. I talk to people and someone would say something like, well, I, I try to eat a lot of spinach and whatever. I'm like, that's not a good thing. Sorry to tell you, but that's not a good thing. And I will go into some of the reasons why some of them, I won't cover it comprehensively. But before I get into that, I just want to let you know, if you're listening to this on my podcast, um, I normally publish videos like this. First, I publish them in my members community and you can join that for free. And there's membership plans that I'm at the moment I'm experimenting with that are really beneficial in terms of I'm trying to get more people on the members community so I can kind of build it out and start start interacting more with people. And maybe um, we can have Q&A sessions. You can post your questions and I can answer them or research them if I need to and then uh, post answers. So at the moment, you can join for free and get content like this. It will be mainly health-related stuff, so diet, nutrition, supplementation, children's health, adult health, detox, um, gut health, uh, you know, minerals, all that, all the stuff uh, I love to talk about. So the free, the free tier has a free video course and a bunch of these things. Also, a lot of podcast interviews that I that I do, I post them on the members community before they make it on the podcast. Some of the time, uh, I'm, I, will, I will be doing that more and more as I get more members on the community because I want to give them value. So that's the free tier. You, you get you get a lot of this content like I'm like you're listening to right now for free there first before the before it's on the podcasts or the website. And then there's a, a couple of so there's premium member and I'm experimenting now with gold member. It's only for another two, three weeks, basically until September ends. The gold member, if you sign up for 29 British pounds a month, about $35 or whatever it is, for for 29 bucks a month, you get a free or, or you get an included 45-minute consultation with me, okay? So just the cost of the, the membership, just for that, is 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 already you're getting a lot of value there but also you get all of my courses that i currently have uh you get that for a whole month right so if you just want <clears throat> to check out my detox workshop for for a month get a consultation with me you can currently get that in september for 29 bucks there's also the if you want to subscribe for a year it's only 119 uh for the year you still get that 45 minute consultation with me and you get a year's access to all of my courses, including upcoming courses. I'm actually um, working on a gut health course that will be published for the members. So that's in September. And then from October onwards, I'm going to bump these prices up. You, you, you still get a, probably it will be a one hour consultation with me. Uh, it will be about 50 per month. And then I'll, I'll probably think about uh, maybe... Uh, just for the initial few months while I'm trying to get more people involved and uh, subscribe to the members community. I might even give people one health consultation every month as long as they're a member. We'll see how many people sign up and how much of that I, I can handle. But for now, 
check out uh, check out the link below. It's members.christianyordanov.com. There's there's a, uh, like I said, just the courses alone. There's plenty of value. Uh, you can you can get you can do the liver flush course, the detox workshop. Uh, there's uh, you also get a copy of my book, free download or you know included download, 45 minute health consultation. So if you if you th- feel like some of my um, advice could help you out, just signing up, and you don't want to commit to like a three or six or 12 month uh, health consulting package. But you want some some health advice on whatever this that or the other, just that alone could could make it worth your while. So please check it out, um, and I'm looking forward to getting more of you fine folks on there, so we can we can do something cool. Like I said, I want to do I want to do um, Q and A calls, live calls, and members can ask questions, and you can tell me what, or you can uh, chime in with your what you want videos and and topics you want covered. Let's say you want a topic about magnesium or 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 uh you know more about detoxing if you're busy and stuff like that i can i can then use the members feedback <clears throat> to to create more content around what the members want so with that said let's talk about why i don't eat spinach i mean it's not like it's like the nuts and seeds and the grains it's not like i i never eat it but I, in the last three years, probably, I don't know, I've eaten once, twice. I, it's funny. Sometimes I would buy it, but um, it would just sit in the fridge. And my wife sometimes would make a salad or whatever. And a, a few days, maybe a, a week ago, I was saying to my wife, you know, if you cook the spinach, you actually do liberate more of the minerals like the magnesium. So maybe we should start buying it. It's a good source of magnesium, I suppose. And uh, maybe we should start buying it and start cooking it and putting it in stews and stuff now that winter is coming. And my wife is like, who are we kidding? Who are you kidding? You, you know, it's like, we're just going to buy it. It's going to sit in the fridge. So let, let me let me explain some of the the reasoning why I don't think spinach is a superfood. And I think many people are eating a lot of it and they're actually it could be hurting them it could be hurting their health so spinach is the food with the highest um um uh, oxalate content right so oxalate i have spoken about it probably in the past but oxalate is um this uh, it's it, it's it's an anti-nutrient so i have discussed that before it's it's this anti-nutrient in various grains nuts and plant foods and what it does a number of things but one of the things that it does is it binds with either other minerals with or with minerals and it makes them bio unavailable so when you eat oxalate and that bolus in your stomach and then your small intestine the oxalate in there when they they have an affinity towards um, minerals like uh, zinc, um, iron, calcium, magnesium. The oxalate binds to those and now you can't utilize them. But it can also do the same if it gets into the, into the body, if you have, let's say, leaky gut or whatever else. Um, it can form these oxalate crystals with minerals in the body and they can get jammed in various places, including the brain, the eyes, organs, um, blood vessels and so on. 
and obviously they can cause damage. So that's one reason why spinach can be especially harmful if you if you um, basically have leaky gut because more of that oxalate can can get into your system. Now, if you look at so this is a uh, on WebMD, right? So this is not controversial at all. You can. Google this, DuckDuckGo this. This information is very easily available about the oxalate content of various foods. And if you, so if you type in <coughs> your search engine of choice, foods high in oxalates, and I, I just did that and I, I opened the, one of the first articles, webmd.com, foods high in oxalates. And Basically, the number one food on the list is spinach. So it's the highest oxalate-containing food and by a huge margin. So reading from the article, leafy greens like spinach contain many vitamins and minerals. Yeah, sure, we'll talk about that in a minute. But they're also high in oxalates. A half cup of cooked spinach contains 755 milligrams. And then look at the next one. So a three, so the next one is soybeans. A three ounce serving of firm tofu has 235 milligrams, while one cup of soy milk or yogurt can have 336 milligrams per serving. So half, half to a third. An almond, an ounce of almonds, or about 22 nuts, contains 122 milligrams of oxalates. So if you triple that, it's it's still half of what the spinach contains. So potatoes, a medium baked potato has 97 milligrams of oxalates. So a seventh or an eighth of of uh, the spinach. So and beets and navy beans and legumes and even raspberries have some, not that not as much. Dates have some, but spinach is the top of the list by a massive margin. It's an oxalate bomb. And now some people will say, oh, but um, l- l- let me actually read this article. It's another article. Where where was it? So f- I won't even say who wrote the article or, or website it's from. You could probably easily find it if you type in uh, uh, benefits of spinach or whatever in, in, in a search engine. But um, so this article, it's called Spinach for Health, Benefits, Precautions, and How to Consume It. And then listen to some of, I'm going to just read some snippets here so Popeye all the stuff about Popeye and whatever else so the health benefits of spinach so maintains eye health lutein and zeaxanthin in spinach are essential nutrients for eye health okay so it has lutein and zeaxanthin um, which which are good for eye health right um but then it says reduce this. So this, these are the benefits of spinach. Then it says reduces the risk of osteoporosis. So spinach apparently can reduce your risk of osteoporosis. And you read this, and you're like, "Wow, oh my God, this is a superfood." So let's say what. Well, let's see what the article says. The rich vitamin K content of spinach, along with some of the calcium, can improve bone strength and density. Vitamin K specifically plays a role in creating new cells in the bones and improving strength. Studies have reported vitamin K intake reduced 
the risk of, of fractures in women. <clears throat> okay. Now, here is another article from Healthline.com, that other bastion of fact-check information. Mm. But this is, again, not controversial information. That's why I'm going, I'm just going to these articles to show you that it's this. I'm, I'm not coming from way out in the left field. This is um, easily, easily uh, discoverable information. It's not controversial. So, Healthline, if you, I, and I typed in differences between vitamin K1 and K2 in the body. And what you basically need to know is that the plant forms of vitamin K are in the form of K, K1 and the animal foods are vitamin K2 and there's also vitamin K3 but that's not important right now and basically this Healthline article called differences between K1 and K2 in the body um, on the in the third paragraph already basically third sentence it says in general the vitamin K1 found in plants is poorly absorbed by the body. One study estimated that less than 10% of the K1 found in plants is actually absorbed. And then it says, trusted source, PubMed Central, highly respected database, that's the reference. And it's this has been fact-checked. So in one article, we're told that Spinach reduces the risk of osteoporosis because it has calcium and vitamin K, and these are important in bone health and all that good stuff, which is true. And then in another fact-checked fact article, we're told that maybe or, or less than 10% of that K1 that's found in the spinach is actually going to even get absorbed, right? So one-tenth of the K1 uh, or of the vitamin K in, in these plant foods are gonna get, is going to get absorbed. And if you eat it without fat, the, the, those let's say a salad, spinach salad, and some other stuff, or a spinach smoothie, let's say, because with a salad you can have olive oil, let's say. But a spinach smoothie, let's say in the morning with some berries or whatever else, peanut butter, also has oxalates and never mind the omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty acids that are going to inflame the heck out of you. But when you have that spinach smoothie, the lack of fat makes these, these uh, 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 K, vitamin K, A, D, E, and K are fat-soluble vitamins. So they, you need really fat to maximize absorption. So you might not be getting much uh, or any vitamin K out of that spinach. Okay. But then they're like, you know, they might say, okay, but at least the calcium, right? It has a lot of calcium. Well, I was looking at a study, uh, a paper about calcium that said the bioavailability of calcium in spinach is 5%. 5%. Now in milk, it's actually 27%. So even milk is not, you know, we're not really absorbing all the stuff that we, we ingest. We're not really absorbing at all, especially if we're e eating combinations of foods where certain uh, minerals, they, they are antagonistic to each other or they can compete for absorption. For example, if you, if you take zinc, 
with um, with milk or dairy, the calcium would inhibit the zinc absorption, for example. Uh, or if you take vitamin uh, K and vitamin E together, they will they, they use the same transporter, so they're going to inhibit each other's absorption. So the, you're getting five percent of that calcium and here's the thing a lot of that calcium is bound to oxalate so that's why it's not really uh, bioavailable but if again if you have leaky gut you may um, actually uh, get th that calcium oxalate to get into your body and they, they've done research on this it's not again not controversial information but kidney stones are around 60% calcium oxalate so if you're if you've got kidney stones and these kind of issues and you're eating, you're eating a lot of high oxalate foods like spinach, uh buckwheat, stuff like that, potatoes, sweet potatoes, beets, that's probably making the problem worse. But you don't want to you don't want to suddenly stop eating all of the oxalates if that's the case for you, right? Re you you need to do the research, go to uh, uh, lowoxalate.info is a good website. You have to basically taper down about 5 to 10% per week is what you want to lower the oxalate content of your diet, if that's the case, right? If you want to do the low oxalate diet because you can have what is known as oxalate dumping. If you suddenly stop the influx of oxalates, the body will start, it can start dumping it into the, basically into, it, it, it's like um, it, it it's a detox thing, but because of these oxalates are, um, they can form crystals and things like that. They can do a lot of damage. So just something to keep in mind that if if that applies to you. Okay, so spinach, the calcium and the what was it? Hold on, let me bring up the article again. So the reduces the risk of osteoporosis. Reduces the so, and I love how they say reduces the risk of osteoporosis not may reduce the risk of osteoporosis reduces the risk of osteoporosis bullshit uh, bullshit but you're absorbing less than 10 percent of the vitamin k and you're absorbing you're getting five percent or less of the calcium in that spinach and you're getting a lot of oxalates anti-nutrients then Point number three in this amazing article. AIDS in the treatment of anemia. Wow, that is amazing. Like, this is a superfood. No wonder spin, uh, spinach, no wonder Popeye was kicking ass left, right, and center. Let's see what it says here. Spinach is considered a suitable food for improving iron deficiency anemia. <clears throat> However, spinach is not as rich in iron as other food sources. And its availability of iron is quite poor. So it, it says it like literally under the, the subheading. However, spinach can be included in a diet to improve anemic status. Can be, sure. Well, I mean, you can include a lot of things in the diet. A study has found the addition of chicken and orange to a dish containing spinach improved the availability of iron from spinach. Tea and eggs inhibit the availability of iron, thus Care must be taken not to drink tea immediately after eating iron rich, an iron-rich meal. What the hell am I even reading, right? So let's let's see 
a quick article on um what was it Li so list so this is very well fit another website that comes up a lot and they seem to be fact checked and whatnot so let's see foods rich in iron so we just heard that spinach aids in the treatment of anemia so it must be very high in iron right let's see the 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 foods that are rich in iron first on the list here organ meats then shellfish then legumes then dark chocolate then fish then whole grains then seeds then nuts then red meat and spinach so it's it's like two million okay it says three listen to this this is preposterous man De depending on the source three cups of raw spinach have about two milligrams of iron Let me read that again. Depending on the source, three whole cups of raw spinach have about two milligrams of iron. And if you look at uh, an iron supplement, like you can buy on iHerb.com, they're generally 18 milligrams, 20 milligrams per pill, per capsule. And we're talking, th you got to eat three cups. <clears throat> You gotta eat three cups of spinach to get two milligrams. I mean, that's insane. How many cups do you have to eat? If if you have anemia, you, you know, like a, a doctor might prescribe twenty milligrams per day or or more. So if 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 you were to to uh, three cups times ten. So to get 20 milligrams of iron from spinach, you need to eat, eat um, 30 cups of spinach a day. But that, that iron is not even going to be bioavailable because it's not heme iron. It's, uh, some other, it, it's another form of iron that is not actually bioavailable. So this is stupid. It's just stupid to say that, um, you know, that spinach is... Aids in the treatment of anemia. That it's, it's a good source of iron. It's not a good source of any minerals. May, okay, maybe magnesium, but again, unless you cook it, it's not bioavailable, right? Then you know the, there's other stuff here. Contributes to weight management. It's because it's a low calorie food. You know, really protects the heart. How is it protecting the heart? Oh, it's because it has a high nitrate content. Manages blood sugar levels. Supports pregnancy. I mean, how, how is it supporting pregnancy? It, is it because of the fiber? Is it because of the, the oxalate? That's It can only be hurting. And then it says, in addition, vitamin A, one of the most abundant vitamins in spinach, is important in the development of the baby inside the womb. A deficiency of this vitamin can cause blindness. Uh, spinach... And plant foods are not high in vitamin A. This is another uh, uh, load of BS that's being perpetrated out there. Plant foods do not have vitamin A. And there's this very well fit website. They have an article 
that's medically reviewed, fact-checked, and all that bollocks. Top foods containing vitamin A. And they start listing sweet potatoes, cooked spinach, butternut squash, carrots, cantaloupe, red bell peppers, mangoes, black-eyed peas, apricots, cooked broccoli. And these are apparently foods, top foods containing vitamin A. No, they're not contain, they don't contain vitamin A. They can contain carotenoids, which are pro-vitamins or they're precursors to vitamin A. But we still have to convert them into vitamin A <clears throat> in the liver and so on. And a lot of people have trouble doing that. And so these foods are not the same. The vitamin A you're getting in these foods is, or rather the better carotene or the carotenoids you get in these foods are not the same as getting retinol from liver and milk and animal foods. So that's another load of BS people. And people believe, right? People believe this thing. <clears throat> so it's just this article is just crazy, the preposterous, like that spinach can support skin health. Spinach has the ability to prevent damage caused by free radicals. I mean, I have to check this this reference here. What is what is the study that they reference? Antioxidant effects of spinach supplementation in hyperlipidemic rats. You know what? I I haven't read this. So I'm not even gonna get into it right now. But when we kind of <clears throat> excuse me, when we kind of break down spinach is the highest oxalate-containing food out there by a huge margin. Oxalates, when I test people with the organic acids test, oxalates are very often high in people. Generally, when there's candida uh, or some type of fungal yeast uh, overgrowth, they can be high um, because some of these uh, can, can create oxalates in the body as well. But um, I see them elevated in people a lot. And people eating, in those cases, if the people are eating oxalates, a lot of oxalates from the diet and have leaky gut, <coughs> that generally is going to make the, pro the problem much worse, right? Now, here's another article about the nutrition facts about spinach. So why is this such a superfood? Let's see. Spinach. Per three cups fresh, you get 0% fat. 3% carbs, 2 grams of fiber, 2 grams of protein, and 20 calories, 3 cups. And they say it's cholesterol-free. Why is that even a good thing? Why, like, why are we still talking about cholesterol uh, uh, being bad? That's like That was debunked decades ago. It's low fat. Low, uh, fat isn't bad. Fat is not bad to have in your diet. Good source of fiber. And it's low sodium. Okay. So you get 2 grams of protein, 3 grams of carbs, of which 2, is two grams is fiber and 0% fat in 3 cups. And, you know, if you eat 3 cups of spinach, you will feel full. But what are you, like, what nutrition are you getting? You're getting some uh, precursors to vitamin A. You're getting 5% of the calcium maybe you absorb. You're getting a crap load of oxalates that can uh, chelate minerals in your in the rest of the food. 
uh, or there that have already chelated the whatever other minerals are in the spinach, you're getting two gram, two milligrams of, of of iron that's not bioavailable. So what are you really getting? You know, you're getting oh you're getting vitamin K, four hundred and ten micrograms apparently. But don't forget that we're we're absorbing less than ten percent of that. So at at most at best you're getting um what is it forty one micrograms of vitamin K, and perhaps if you if it's a smoothie or if you're not eating it with a source of fat, you might not even get that in terms of absorption because vitamin K is fat soluble. Okay, you got some you got some potassium, seventy one milligrams of magnesium. We don't really know um, where uh, where that magnesium is. Is it is it chelated with oxalate as well? If if that's the case, it's not going to be bioavailable. If you're eating it raw, it's not going to be bioavailable. If you cook it, maybe you will you will inactivate some of these nutrients, anti nutrients, and you will make the minerals more bioavailable. But a lot of people are not eating it raw, and when you think about it, <clears throat> when you think about it, um, leaves the plants don't want the leaves eaten; they want the fruit eaten. That's what the plant. That's why the plant makes the fruit colorful and and tasty and sweet, and it has the seeds in there. So you you eat the you eat the fruit. And you disperse the seeds. That's the intention of the plant. The stems, the roots, generally the the leaves. The plant needs those to to be alive and to do its thing. So it doesn't really want the meat, and that's why a lot of these things and the seeds contain anti nutrients to dissuade predators. It's it's not controversial information. So one thing I I kind of failed to mention is yes the Three cups of spinach there, uh, raw, contain 174 micrograms of folate. So that's why, that's why you can, uh, you know, some people eat spinach to get folate, right? Um, but again, if if you're smart enough to cook your spinach to inactivate some of these anti nutrients and to um, uh, increase the bioavailability of the minerals like the magnesium. You're actually going to be destroying the, some of the folate because it's heat labile, la, labile, whatever the word is. So uh, some of, some of the B vitamins are quite um, sensitive to heat and they get degraded basically when when you when you kind of when you heat food. So depending on how you eat it, you, you're not you're not really getting a lot of this nutrition. Is is kind of the moral of the story. And um, you know, like I said, the <laughs> This this article says the health benefits. I just have to read this. The health benefits of spinach reduces cancer risk. It's a fact-checked article, uh, but it you know they have one study here. The chlorophyll-mediated changes in the redox status of pancreatic cancer cells are associated with its anti-cancer effects it sounds like an in vitro study you know what i mean how can you how can you how can you like give this bs to people how can you disseminate this bs you know what i mean it it, it says reduces cancer risk 
in addition to being packed with vitamins, fiber, and minerals, spinach contains chlorophyll, which is responsible for its green pigment. Chlorophyll has strong antioxidant effects, suggesting promising suggesting promising benefits for cancer prevention. Bullshit. And then it's another one. Okay, protects eye health. Yes, it does have lutein and zeaxanthin. So how much of those are, are getting um, destroyed by cooking or, or how much of them are, how bioavailable they are, if it's eaten raw, I don't know, to be honest. So can't really comment. Uh, but it says also prevents hair loss. And listen to this now. Spinach is an excellent non-animal source of iron. Iron deficiency is a common cause of hair loss for women. Okay. Deficiency may be avoidable with an adequate intake of iron-rich foods, like spinach. For vegetarians in particular, spinach may serve as a vital source of this essential mineral. And then there's a, an article that they cite. Uh, it's called Foods High in Iron. Did I read that one already? Oh, I think I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. so foods high in iron, organ meats. So organ meats, uh, a four-ounce serving of beef liver has 5.5 milligrams of iron, which is actually bioavailable, along with 23 grams of protein, actual vitamin A, vitamin B12, riboflavin, hard to find in the rest of the diet, fol folate and other nutrients, literally all of the nutrients that you can think of, vitamins, minerals, choline, things that we haven't discovered yet <clears throat> that are essential for health that we don't know. So liver is probably my my main source of folate. And, I, and we eat it every, oh, sometimes we eat it every day, but generally every second day we eat chicken liver. And uh, this is just um, such an amazing uh, food. It's literally got everything that you need in there. I had liver today for lunch, gave some to my daughter, cooked a bunch, left some for my wife. When she gets back from work, she's going to have nature's multivitamin on her plate. As long as she gets enough carbs and a little bit of fat, I am, I'm not worried that she is not meeting her nutritional needs today. Later on, I'll, I'll cook some, some beef, uh, some, some beef mince that has collagen, uh, maybe we'll have some carbs in the form of either we'll make tacos or we have basmati rice, organic rice. So <clears throat> a bit of butter. You're really, you're getting a lot of your, your fats and your carbs, but just having that liver in there really just rounds out the diet, right? So you can't really go wrong with liver. Now, other sources of iron are shellfish. We know that, but they can be, shellfish can have a lot of toxic metals. Uh, legumes. Look, anytime you start talking about um, chocolate, legumes, whole grains having iron, it's the same plant form of iron, which is not bioavailable, right? So this article is another. Again, this is this is what the problem with with these mainstream articles. There's so much garbage. When you actually, if you know a little bit and you can kind of uh, think logically about it. Um, you just see how much garbage is out there. And that's why people are so confused about what to eat. You know, a lot of, many people, if I told them I never eat spinach, I think it's actually, it does more harm than good for most people, especially the way they consume it. They'll be like, um, okay, you're, you're some kind of cook. You know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And then when I 
tell them, no, I, I, I work in kind of the health industry, quote unquote, you know, I help people with their health problems. Like, oh, okay, so you, you can't be completely retarded. Uh, and then they start, they start asking, okay, so why is it so bad? And then I start telling them all the things I told you now. And there's more, there's more. But at this point, I'm kind of losing my voice because I've been on a lot of interviews and podcasts the last couple of weeks. And um, I think 35 minutes, that's probably enough information to to give you an idea of why spinach is a crock. <laughs> it's, a load of, it's a load of bollocks, honestly. It's it's fine if you were eating it, if you're cooking it as like, a, like maybe sautéed with a bit of butter and some garlic that's very tasty actually but it's a it's a garnish it's a side dish it's not going to provide your main nutrition for the day it's not going to give you carbs it's not going to give you healthy fats it's not going to give you protein even if you eat what was it three cups is two two grams of protein so was it times 10 30 cups if you eat 30 cups of spinach, you will get 20%, uh, 20, <clears throat> 20 grams of protein. And we don't even know if, if you're actually going to absorb it and utilize it. You can get 20 grams of protein eating um, a can of tuna or a can of sardines, for example, or a, a four-ounce piece of meat, chicken, steak, whatever. Or I think three to four eggs, depending on their size. Not 30 cups of spinach. So where's the nutrition? Where is it? The, is it the calcium, the 5% calcium? Is it the vitamin K, of which you, you, you absorb 10% or less? Is it the magnesium, which if you don't cook it, you're not getting it? Is it the folate, which if you cook it, you're killing it or you're destroying it? <laughs> it's... It's a low. It's a joke. Um, a small piece of liver, let's say 50 grams or or two ounces or, or whatever, three times a day. Three. Uh, sorry, not three times a day. A small piece of liver, let's say two ounces or 50 grams, every second day, every third day, will provide you so much nutrition that hundreds of I I, I would probably say hundreds of cups of spinach probably couldn't provide in the course of a week of what you would get by eating maybe um, 200 grams of liver sp split out into as many into as many servings or portions as, as sanity would allow this is what i this is what i tell my clients if let's say you're a regular adult in terms of size and activity levels and health rough roughly in health status as well about 250 grams of organic liver per week is a good it's a good um sort of number to shoot for and if you can divide it i the ideal is to have a little bit with every meal but that's you know it's pretty hard to do so if you can have that 250 if you can divide it over five meals over the course of the week or three <clears throat> or two even you're you're literally going to provide most of the nutrition you need in terms of the micronutrients. And then the rest is easy. The rest is just, um, you know, 
making sure you eat enough protein, enough carbs, healthy fats, and you're not you're not getting too many polyunsaturated fatty acids because that they're literally gonna poison you. And that's what that's why people are unhealthy is because they consume way too many of these. So spinach, crock of crap. I don't eat it. I I am not saying I won't eat it or I won't buy greens in the future. Sometimes you get an idea for a dish, you throw some something in. Sometimes you want a bit of taste variety, stuff like that. But I feel n- uh, its absence from our diet, my family's diet. I feel zero um, things are being missed, right? And again, I explained why. It's because I we use nutrient dense foods that are truly nutrient-dense. The, this uh, spinach is not nutrient-dense. I, I know that there are a lot of people saying plant foods are low-calorie but nutrient-dense. They might be dense in phytochemicals, but a lot of those phytochemicals, they might have an effect in the body, but they're not essential in the same uh, way as minerals and vitamins and amino acids are. So you, you're getting a lot of uh, various carotenoids and whatever other um, uh, tannins and other phytochemicals, some of them are, are definitely anti-nutrients. They are definitely harmful. We know that. Some of them may have a positive benefit in the body, but it's disingenuous. It's a, a straight-up lie that is being perpetrated in the mainstream that eating a lot of, uh, getting a lot of bulk uh, uh, nutrition from your diet is providing a lot of uh, uh, density in terms of nutrition. It's It's, a lot of food, it's a lot of bulk, but most it's mostly water, fiber, and um, uh, phytochemicals that uh, are foreign molecules, foreign compounds to the body. When you eat things like liver, egg yolks, uh, milk, if you can tolerate it, yogurt, you're getting real, uh, real foods that are compatible with with, um, with a mammal's organism. Uh, real vitamins, the real fat soluble vitamins, not precursors like beta carotene and other carotenoids so um i think there's a lot of this um push for for eating more plant foods it's um it's harmful it's it's not helpful and um you know people are doing it but they're they they, they, they're not thriving they're not healthy and they're not able to in many cases to improve their health problems the people that do see an improvement in health from going uh, heavily plant-based are generally coming from the standard American diets, um, you know, the unhealthy Western diet. So if you're in that situation and you, you go to a plant-based diet, you're going to see an improvement. Of course, you're taking a lot of crap out of the diet, a lot of chemicals that are poisoning you at the end of the day when you think about it. And so, but the, the same will be if you switch that person onto a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet or a carnivore diet or a Atkins diet, they will still see improvement because you're improving the the quality of the of the the diet. It's it's not it's not because you're switching them to a plant plant based diet. Like the carnivore diet, people people going from a horrendous diet to a carnivore diet see amazing health benefits, and I I believe it. The carnivore diet is much more closer to 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 an optimal diet than a heavily plant-based diet. So that's I think that that's about it. I always go longer than I want to, but I didn't really have a plan today. I just kind of opened a few articles and I thought I'd I'd been wanting to do this episode for a while because 
just uh, a couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody that I'm trying to get on the podcast and and she started telling me, even if you eat only spinach, you, you, you will never be optimally healthy. I'm like, yeah, of course you won't be optimally healthy if you eat only spinach because spinach is garbage. And uh, look, if you're eating spinach, I'm not saying stop eating spinach, but um, definitely I would start cooking it. I would eat it with, with saturated fat like butter. It's a good one to liberate some of those uh, minerals, inactivate some of the anti-nutrients. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it every day. It's like if I, if uh, uh, here's the other thing that really <clears throat> kind of grinds my gears. A lot of these plant foods are ridiculously expensive. So almonds or uh, Brazil nuts, they're like thirty here. They're like thirty euro per kilogram, organic. That's ridiculous. For that kind of money, I can get <clears throat> really good organic beef, like really amazing beef and i'm talking like good cuts not not good cuts uh, uh expensive cuts in terms uh not not i don't believe those cuts are the best like the the very lean meat is probably not the best or the meat that has no collagen in it is probably not the best uh kind of ironically um beef mince the one i get is probably the healthiest food that i buy even though it's on the cheaper end of the the spectrum in terms of organic meat prices but it's because it has more collagen it's it's more it's fresh it's not uh, aged increasing endotoxins and stuff like that so anyway going off on a tangent probably do another episode on on um what what are the healthiest meats to buy and animal products to buy actually i should make a note of that <clears throat> if if you join the members community even on the free tier you will very likely see episodes like this uh, published on there way before uh, they're published on the podcast. So consider subscribing. Uh, check out, if you want some co uh, consultation time with me, check out the other tiers. And uh, thanks for watching uh, or listening. See you on the next one.